1: Toy and welcome once again to a Came from the Radio. The official show of the Big Gapicon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than our very own Fishy Sarcasms, Dominic Definition Masperano.
2: Every day above ground is a good day.
1: We have L Man, Jenny Fellerly. Hello, good evening, good day. And we have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Amen to what Dom said. On this week's show, we're going to have another J and Lee segment. From the Fat Guy Inc. Indie Art Show, Jen and Charlie uh, will interview artist Ray 8-Bit, um, clay artist Shadow Rabbit, and artist slash event coordinator of the Indie Art Show that we just mentioned is uh, Fat Guy Inc.'s Pete Vasquez. Plus, uh, from the indie film The One, senior correspondent Charlie Saladino interviews actress Sophia Guchinov. So that is on this week's show. But before we do any of that, you have to take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of 26 years of comic book, and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention, which is will be this week that the show is airing, or is going to be on March 26th, the headliners will be Chantel Van Santen and Serena Vincent. Also, the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of uh, sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi and i want to give a shout out to our patrons of which there are danny Grill award-winning director jared burrell kyle horn millie portes news day famous resident media orangey shadow rabbit art hey we know that guy the hurricane uh. yasmin ray and rosa if you want to get your own little shout out go to our website www.camefromradio.com there's a little button on there it takes you by to our patreon page and just for a dollar a month you can get a shout out on our show <sighs> all right so as always you start off with the sad news actor Amelia Amelia Emilio Sorry Delgado died recently from multiple myeloma which is a type of cancer uh, while Emilio did appear in a few movies and TV series he is perhaps best known for his 45 year run as Luis Rodriguez on the children's television series Sesame Street from 1971 to 2016 when a deal between HBO and Sesame Street led to his contract not being renewed um, of note, Emilio also did some voice acting for the video game Red Dead Redemption 2, and Red Dead Online as Alfredo Montez. Fitchy Stark has Dominic's Freshman's Marathon. Are you familiar with Sesame Street and Lewis?
2: Uh, yes, and yes. I mean, look, if you were, grew up. At all? <laughs> at all <laughs> since, what was it, 40 years ago it came on? So since the 70s, basically, if you're a kid at any point like a little kid at any point from like 1970 and up, you are most likely familiar with uh, Sesame Street at some point, I would say.
1: oh man, Jenny Feldy, you Sesame Street uh, familiar with that or is that uh, beyond your time?
3: I was like 30 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the streets are looking like nowadays, but I liked them back then.
1: (laughs) Senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, Sesame Street, yes, no, Luis, yes, no. Uh, Well, well,
4: I was kind of, uh, I was kind of with with them with yeah with women when Sesame Street came out, <laughs> but um, women yeah that's how old I am. But uh, I I knew of it because I did have nieces and nephews, <laughs> and uh, I was dating. <laughs> ah, I, was, I was that I was that old. Where, so you, okay, were, you, you were you were taking dates to, Sesame to
1: watch Street? Sesame Street? <laughs> no. No, no, Charlie.
2: You you had children and grandchildren. I'm sure you were familiar with it after you were a kid.
4: It's not like I. It's not like I had a pillow mark. It was like this was the real deal. That's
1: how you. That's Uh. how you. Hey, babe, want to go on Sesame Street together?
3: Yeah, you hey. take me? How hey. to get? How to get to Sesame Street? Oh, hey, step out! Let's go down to show street. Oh, ah! it's, it's like, hey, this hey, baby, okay. you want
4: to come up? To, you want to come up to my place and watch a mean Sesame Street episode? <sighs> oh, <God>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, my niece does. Unprom- oh my God. There's going to be no getting out of this. You, you dug it? no, you dug the hole. Just just we'll keep it moving. Dug the hole. I'm just gotta, gonna. I'm gonna set up the furniture and just hang here for a little yeah,
1: bit. Yeah, He yeah. was a, a spry 81 years old. Oh man, that was just terrible. Um, for more yeah. sad news, you know, I'm I'm laughing, but we're on the sad news. Let me let me <clears throat> some more sad news. Mm. Award-winning actor William Hurt also died recently from complications of his prostate cancer uh, just one week before his 72nd birthday. Williams starred in a slew of films such as, here we go. Great actor. (laughs) Yeah. Altered States, Body Heat, The Big Chill, Gorky Park, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Children of a Lesser God, Broadcast News, The Accidental Tourist, I Love You to Death, uh, Until the End of the World, Trial by Jury, Lost in Space, Dark City, Sunshine, AI, Artificial Intelligence, Tuck Everlasting, The Village, A History of Violence, The Good Shepherd, Into the Wild, Vantage Point, The Incredible Hulk, um, Robin Hood, Winter's Tale, Captain America Part 2, Black Widow, and The King's Daughter, just to name a few. On the small stream, William starred in such uh, shows slash TV movies as Dune, the original Dune, The Flamingo Rising, Variant's War, Master Spy, The Robert Hansen Story, Frankenstein, Damages, Too Big to Fail, The Challenger Disaster, Humans, Goliath and Condor, just to name a few. Whew. Um what was those movies again, Ma? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so He was just one but, of those uh old school classic actors like a great it's, actor he was yeah. he really, really was good just going through all his and the thing is i really personally i have not seen much of his work but i have heard a lot of his work and i've heard how good it is so it's just one of those things like wow this guy was a big deal and i've seen him around and it's it's, it's crazy how much work that he has done that has been so uh well received i should say element and jenny yeah. felvey
3: well i would just say this person definitely deserved their rest rest in peace because they were busy
1: on this side, that is that is true. Did she Dominic definition as Yeah, it's weird
2: because the last thing I saw William Hurt in was this last season of Goliath, in which he played um, sort of a rival, former friend of the main character played by Billy Bob Thornton, and the very last scene he played was essentially it was intimated that it was a death scene. And wow. so it's kind of it's kind of weird that the last thing I saw him in the idea was that he was on this train, kind of going to heaven, going to the afterlife thing. It's it's kind of weird, but uh, you know I'm very familiar with his work. He's been in a lot of things. As a young man, I watched certain scenes of Body Heat quite repeatedly. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm quite familiar with with him, especially as uh, Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU. Yeah.
1: Senior correspondent Charles Sardino, William hurt. I
4: was with women. When...
1: <laughs> 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 ah, I told you he was—he was
4: uh, one of one what? of the yeah one of the great actors. He was um, it, it acting was as all the greats. It just looked like it comes so natural to him. Came so natural to him. Whatever role he was playing, he was uh, an amazing
1: actor. I would say he's uh, as amazing as uh, he's like a white Denzel Washington. That's how good he was.
5: <laughs>
1: okay. So, Charlie, how many women have you been
4: with? Um, How many uh, children's One. shows have you been? <laughs>
1: One. One woman. Two.
0: One, One. woman. One.
4: Three. <laughs> <Two>. Three. <laughs> there
1: you go. Uh, he, he, he was, it was
4: just the Only the ones that opened the lock to my door in the car that's all
2: very very good that's that's the test he was there you go so sonny's
1: proud of you thank you thank you and
4: mark has no idea what we're talking
1: about i I actually do um so william was uh 71 Uh years old uh for the last moving on for the last bit of sad news wcw and wwe hall of fame wrestler scott hall also known as razor ramon Also died recently from complications stemming from hip replacement surgery, where a blood clot was dislodged, resulting in him suffering three heart attacks. Uh, Wow! Yeah, uh, he was like a a big time bad guy, from what I remember. And listening to all the you know behind the scenes stuff, they say that he was such a really really nice guy and worked well with elders. And he always wanted to help promote the new guys. So it's really, uh, it's a really good, um, what's that? uh, performance that he was such a bad guy on screen, but really, he was really a nice guy. Um, senior correspondent so- Charlie Saladino, I know you were a fan of wrestling. We know some wrestlers. Uh, were you a fan of uh, Razor Maron and or Scott Hall? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
4: No, I'm not. You keep saying whenever there's a wrestler, and I crack up at this, you keep saying, oh, he's such a big fan of wrestling. No, back What's in that? the day, my day, I was but then the only the only link to wrestling I have is uh, Taz. That's it. Okay. So I, I'm not a big uh,
1: wrestling guy. So, so move I, on. I will follow that away for later. So, uh, Tony, uh, Tony, are you a wrestling fan of the old time? Razor Ramon? Yes, no? Yeah. Scott yeah. Hall?
2: I remember Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, because I remember him when I was younger and he was Razor Ramon in the WWE. And then I remember... Him start doing you know the NWO as Scott Hall over in WCW and watching the the Monday Night Wars. Um, I didn't see as much of him at that time though because I believe he was having some serious issues with alcohol, um, which I feel bad you know that he that he was going through that. But they, I think they wrote it into the to the storylines story as well. Um, it's not shocking though that uh, not that he died, but about it, the hip replacement surgery. Because those guys take such punishment, yeah, such horrible yeah. punishment on their bodies. Um, yeah, uh, and I was, and I remember like he had his finishing move, the Razor's Edge, and he kept the move when he went to WCW, but they couldn't call it that because WWE, WWF at the time, they owned, I guess, the character of Razor Ramon, so they had to call it the Outsider's Edge, <laughs> which I'm like, that's kind of like one of the stupidest names. <laughs> Just rename the whole thing to something else. Um, but no, it, it's sad to, you know, it, it, the, unfortunately, the shelf life, the, the the life expectancy of wrestlers, the majority, is, yes, for the majority of wrestlers is very short. Yes. Uh, between substance abuse issues, other things that they put in their body, just the toll it takes on them.
1: It's sad. It's Elman and Jenny Felthy Elman and Jenny Felthy a wrestling uh, fan. I know you're a little um, bit of a wrestling
3: fan. I, 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 yeah, I have some wrestlers that I'm a fan of. But a uh, little quick little story: I, I hurt my back a long time ago. I went to get an MRI, and I wrote down all the things I did. I did a back bed. I slid through someone's legs, and the, the 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 tech said, "Are you a wrestler?" They read all the things I wrote down that possibly caused my back. And I said, no, I'm not a wrestler. They, they thought I was a wrestler.
1: Because yeah. of the injury. Wow. All
0: right.
3: Yeah, because of all the things I list. I said I saw through someone's legs. I did a, like a back bend. You know, they're like, what are you doing? Wow! But so, you know, was just a typical Saturday night with trainers. You
1: know? <laughs> so Scott was a, a young 63 years old. Wow. That's yeah. scary. Um, so that's it for the sad news. Let's move on to the not as sad news. Amen. From the What a Class Act department. None other than legendary singer Dolly Parton has turned down her nomination for the 2022 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dolly says, Dolly here. Even though I am extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't feel that I have earned that right. I really do not want the votes to be split because of me, so I must respectfully bow out. I do hope that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again if I am ever worthy. This has, however, inspired me to put out a hopefully great rock and roll album at some point in the future, which I've always wanted to do. My husband is a rock and roll freak and has always encouraged me to do one. I wish all the nominees good luck and thank you again for the compliment. Good luck. I think that's really cool.
4: I think it's way cool. I think it's amazing that if you know the career of Dolly Parton, she actually mentioned her husband, which she very rarely does. Uh, but I think it's very cool. I think the whole idea of taking votes away from somebody else, um, which she didn't want to do was especially cool. And I, I, um, I just commend a lot. I just have a lot of respect for her that she did that, especially that Pat Benatar is still not in the Hall of Fame, (laughs) you know. So, anyway,
1: um, yeah, Yeah. I think it's it's very cool. Dominic, any thoughts on Dolly?
2: Does she need to even be in the Hall of Fame? And I don't mean like she's not deserving. (laughs) I mean she's Dolly Parton. She's hit a certain level in life. In 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 her career, in her success, that she it, it it's like does Harrison Ford need an Oscar? You know, like they they're so pop culture iconic that they're beyond pop culture. They're just icons. Would we worry if if like Madonna was in the Hall of Fame? You know, sure, she's yeah. not, you know she's just she's at that point, and she's also apparently it's just one of the nicest people <laughs> on the planet and generous and gracious. So. I think this is I think it's a it, it's a better move than even going into the hall of Fame. Oh. like, eh, I'm gonna respectfully decline i don't uh no, you know that's that's boss, it's a boss move El man Jenny yeah. Felding?
3: I mean, I relate to basically the same thing. I turned down a win of a comedy contest, I said, you know, I don't really need this. I let's give it to someone who's gonna appreciate it, so uh you know, as most of us on the show don't really have to seem that too much respect for awards. I'd say let's let the people who really respect the awards get the awards.
6: All
1: right, fair enough, fair enough. So moving on from the...
6: That's a lot of nuts!
1: Department. The new Batman film holds on to the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in an additional $66.5 million in its second week of release, beating out the other Tom Holland film, Uncharted, was pulled in an additional $9 million in its fourth week of release. For those keeping track... The aforementioned Batman film is now the highest-grossing film of 2022 with $245 million, followed by the second-third Spider-Man film with $219 million. Keep in mind that Spidey is still last year's highest-grossing film, so now it's the number two spot. Did any of you guys get to see uh, Batman yet? I did not. not. Not yet, but
2: I hope to soon. But oh. I'm also on the fence of, like, do I want to see it in theaters, or I know it's going to be coming to HBO Max in like late April, so it's like
1: this you know. is. I'm 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 gonna wait till I can see it on. I don't know how I always see stuff now.
2: Yeah, um. I mean, look, the the great thing about waiting for it now to come to streaming services is like, ooh, I need a pee break. Pause. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, I can you can pause the film, not miss anything. Go do like get yourself a snack or whatever. I mean, there's always that joy of seeing something in the theater, but. Uh, here, it's like a three hour long movie. So, oh my God, you know, uh, uh, pee breaks. You can bring like, a cup with
1: wiping, you. Yeah, you know, that's true. I could bring a cup. Well, let me and let me is. throw this out there for you because, as as I've mentioned many a time, I used to work in a movie theater and I used to be the person uh, in charge of the projection booth. So, I used to watch movies on my own whenever I wanted to. And I can just run them back up to the booth and rewind anytime I needed to and keep it moving.
4: Hey, Mark, remember the good day old show go <laughs> off. And when we had to see a movie, and we all do that after twelve o'clock after the show, yeah, yeah, down to the theater and just hang out and watch yeah, it. Exactly. Uh, well, that was the best. That was the best.
1: I miss those days. So moving heard on. Some, really yes. quickly, I
4: heard someone once
2: say, "Like, you know, the problem with like the the good the good old days is that no one tells you when they're ending." Yes, <laughs> you don't yes. you don't know when you're in them, and no one tells you when they're over until like uh, later, and you're like, "Oh, those were the good old days."
4: Yeah, yeah well, I well, agree. Well, it's like it's like uh Carly Simon's song, "Anticipation." These are the good old days. Yeah, you know that line says it all.
2: Yeah.
1: So moving um, on from the yeah, that'll show follow up department. Mm-hmm. On a recent broadcast of our very own show, we reported how Sony. Warner Brothers, and Disney all have decided not to show their respective new releases and upcoming films in Russia to protest the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So now, none other than Netflix has announced that they will suspend its service in Russia, as well as production of four Russian original series, which were in the works. Executives say, <clears throat> given the circumstances on the ground, we have decided to suspend our service in Russia. Um, I don't I don't I don't I, I, I said this when uh they, they decided not to show the movies. I think it's an empty gesture. Like we you can't watch Netflix now. And, and it's funny, uh Jen uh Elman, Jenny Feldy did mention that they're gonna like stop letting them see Seinfeld. Like that was like a punishment for that. Do you remember right. that, Jen?
3: Um, actually don't. I do not remember
1: saying that. <laughs> ah, well you did and you called it. So now the streaming service is, is no longer available in Russia. You know what the sin is
4: to that? The Russian people had nothing to do with this, just a power mad war pig, you know? So anyway, that's all I have to say.
2: I think it's so kind of re-
3: punishing all the people for one person is a little nuts. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, it's, you can look at this in a couple of ways. It's sort of like if you're in the military, even though like the rush all the Russian people are clearly now the military, but if you're in the military and someone messes up, they punish the entire squad. In order, and then that squad usually goes and takes it out on the person and keeps the person from doing it again and um, i don't necessarily think that's the best way to handle this particular- sh- situation with the Russian people <laughs> I'm just saying you can almost say like well we're going to punish all of you guys because your leader is crazy and you know un just uncivilized. I could use other words, but it 's the radio yes um
4: nice. but the other half
2: of it is it's it almost feels like we're treating russia and uh, the government the people everyone kind of like it's such an american response in a certain way giving them a timeout <laughs> we're giving them like a time like no no movies for you like really don't you think that perhaps the horrible illegal terrible invasion of a sovereign nation deserves maybe more of a harsher response by the american people <laughs> other than like you yeah. don't get
1: entertainment to now we're going to no, take away did. your movies. I know what they can do. They can raise the prices. That'll show them. Yeah. They should, yeah. you know. Or they could uh,
4: just send them a
1: uh, skyline. And that's <laughs> all they're, you know, they could do. <laughs> the horrible punishment of sending Charlie Saladino's worst movie. All right.
2: There you go. We should just send them nothing but bad movies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know. All right. So moving. If, on. Anything, if, yes, I'll just say, if
2: anything has been proven to work well with the Russian people, it's actually more exposure to American culture. Yeah. That is really what yeah. helped build the br- the bridge and the divide. Is that yeah. the, the Russian people wanted to know about America? They wanted it, and it, it, it helped end the communist era. So, maybe not cutting off, and actually opening up more dialogue with the people themselves.
0: Right.
4: I, I, you know what? I existed during the Cold War. I don't want another one. Really?
2: No, I don't want another one either. Uh, it doesn't.
4: You know the the. The Russian people did something that they never did before when this was... They protested. Yeah. And that is not heard of in Russia. So I just feel bad that they're punishing the Russian people for, again, what one madman war pig is doing.
1: So moving on, from the... Let's see. uh, Okay, let's see if we have enough time for this one. From the...
6: Put them in the iron meat. Iron Maiden?
1: Excellent! Mm. Execute them. Boogie. Department. Village Roadshow has filed a lawsuit against Warner Brothers over the Matrix Resurrection streaming release on HBO Max, claiming that Warners had planned to, quote, eviscerate the significant value of Village Roadshow's intellectual property in order to prop up the new HBO Max streaming service, unquote.
4: What did what did the executives say, Mark? I'm glad you
1: asked. They said,
0: <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: actually the lawyers, they says, <clears throat> as detailed in the complaint, Village Roadshow's copyright ownership gave it the most... Sought-after rights in Hollywood, its perpetual right to co-create, co-invest, and own the river of rights to extremely successful tent film films and franchises. Warner Brothers has a fiduciary duty to account uh, to account to Village Roadshow for all earnings of the exploitation of the exploration of the films' copyrights, not just those that it can hide through sweetheart deals to benefit HBO Max, which, it quote. Un- ensured that the Matrix resolution would just be a bust at the box office and inflict serious harm to the entire Matrix franchise. Uh, for those keeping track, um, the movie Matrix made $37.6 million in the domestic box office, uh, not including any profits made from the streaming service. So once again, it's the whole streaming service versus theatrical release and seeing stuff sent out at the same time. I think... Uh, I um, I think th- this is over with now because I think they decided not to do that with both. I think now um, a lot of things is either on streaming or in the theaters. I don't think it's like both anymore. But I think yeah. it was an experiment that that went wrong for for certain people.
2: I agree. Like it definitely was not. It definitely cost them box office by ha- allowing putting stuff out in, on uh, streaming. There were a lot of movies that I watched that went straight to streaming that I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go out and see it in the box office. I did see it though. That's something that should be pointed out. Right, I did see it. So, if you're if you're going to look at it strictly as box office, that's an issue. If you're going to look at it more as how many views, that
1: depends. But it's all about right. them making their amount of money that they thought mm-hmm. they were going to make because they only had to go to see it in the theater and you have to pay so right. much money to get from the theater and blah, blah, blah. And people aren't getting their bonuses and all that other stuff. Just like uh, Hotscotch Johansson had that lawsuit because she didn't mm-hmm. get that money that she was promised. But they settled out of court, so we'll never know how much it was.
2: I mean, the truth is, though, the oh. uh, The Matrix Resurrections was... Wasn't
1: yeah. that great.
2: <laughs> Wasn't that great. So that might also have had to do no, with a nope,
1: nope, not at all, not at all. No, could, that couldn't have been it. All right, so moving on to the last bit of news. From the It's-So-Easy-A-Child-Can-Do-It department. Six-year-old Logan Smith from the UK has just written and published his very first 16-page comic book called Dinosaur Nerd Boy, which follows Logan as he sucked into a computer game and meets dinosaurs. (laughs) Samantha, his mother, who is a published author herself, with two books under the name Samantha H K Smith also jointly, who also jointly runs a publishing company called Grim Bold Books says he's already writing the second issue having made a profit on his first venture and he'll bring dinosaurs robots and scary poachers and aliens into the next alley if he continues to sell well there's a dinosaur fact packed book in the making along with dinosaur nerd boy-girl heroes, which is all-inclusive, merchandise coming soon. I also want to show younger children that dreams are worth pursuing. Creative outlets can often be overlooked, but by supporting our children and being their biggest fans, we nourish the next generation of writers, artists, poets, and musicians. Now, according to the mom, Logan funded the comic book project himself at six years old, using his savings and paid market rates to the artists and the comic book publishing uh, printing company. The book is on sale now on Etsy and future copies will be sold on Amazon. So I'm wondering how does a six year old get that much money to make a comic book because I know how much it costs to make.
4: Well, mom is a an author and a publisher. Oh labor. You know.
1: Wait, wait, I like how both of you went in two completely different directions. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep doing Charlie.
4: No, I'm sure he gets an allowance. I'm sure he's not, you know, burning the midnight oil at some factory somewhere to get the money. I'm (laughs) I'm sure he gets an allowance from mom. Mom's a publisher, you know, so, I mean, the kid is talented. I'm not taking that away from the kid. I'm just saying he's in, he has an advantage because of mom. That's all
1: okay and jenny felt you think it's just child labor
3: i think that there's no evidence of nepotism and <laughs> you know kids are starving younger nowadays it's just it's hard times gas prices are high so parents are like listen you want to go and get that puzzle you gotta get a job but i think the kid's being responsible
1: as as a uh, publisher of pronto comics Yes, and, and as the voice ever, of reason. Did you ever get any uh, six-year-olds wanting to make a comic book?
2: Um, we would occasionally get young kids who want not six, but we would get kids and my my who are willing to pay
1: page rates. Yeah, right.
2: My strong directive to the company was always: we will not accept anything from anyone under eighteen. Um, simply because I don't want the legal headache of of dealing with anything like that. I would always give advice to people okay. under 18. Um, I'm looking at the book now.
1: So wait a minute. So right now you're telling me that you would crush this poor little six-year-old boy's dreams who's working hard in the mines to pay for to get his book done.
2: Uh, Yeah, I would. If someone brought <laughs> their six-year-old to me at a convention and said, he has this book, I would say, I'm sorry, we don't publish anyone under 18.
3: Uh, wow.
2: No. no. <laughs> just no, but, that's look,
0: terrible. but again, i would Dom look it over and give
2: notes um so like it reminds me of another comic book first of all i'm looking at the at the book i'm looking at the art and it just goes to prove that you can get almost anything printed in comics if the art is better if the art is good well so he paid have,
1: top, he paid rates of there you go
2: gonna so, get the artist uh, there you go i mean that's the thing you know um, it reminds me of another book that came out almost a decade ago called Axe Cop. Yes, wh- yes. which was written by a five-year-old and drawn by his twenty-nine-year-old brother. Yes, and which got turned into a cartoon. Which, which got turned into a cartoon, and it just further proof. Like because I, I I read a couple of of uh, at least one, maybe two issues of Axe Cop, and it reads like a five-year-old wrote it. <laughs> because it makes no sense i remember making no sense but it's hilarious and but the art more more sense in the cdc uh well almost everything does but today today wear a mask tomorrow just hold your breath and run really quickly through the store um it it just shows like if you get good enough art you can pretty much print anything in comics and people will buy it and like it um good for (laughs) the kid Look, I mean, he all he's doing is what most kids have done. He just happened to have a leg up because he kids, had
1: the allowance and working because in he mind. had a job.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, like a lot right. of kids go and they make comics. I remember making my own comics when you were a kid, and I did yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, he just happened to be able to get a professional to draw it. Yeah.
1: Now let's put this into perspective. Here we have a uh, two minutes left. Uh, just throw about how much would it, would it cost to make a comic book there, Dominic? Well, page rates, look. just page rates. It's page right rates. Are we talking so, $100? <laughs> a hundred dollars?
2: Tip a typical page rate for an artist that is of Marvel or DC quality as a penciler is about a hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars. An inker is roughly fifty to seventy. A colorist is roughly thirty to forty, and a letterer is roughly twenty. So
1: we're talking about couple thousand dollars here
2: hypothetically now just so for those who are out there who want to know comic book making 101 the key to getting a book done professionally quote-unquote professionally for less is if you can get someone coming right out of college who went to a like the cubert school or sva or fit someone who is specified and knows what they're doing can can put together a good page and then usually you can get (laughs) them to do it for about $25 Twenty-five to forty dollars a page.
4: So do
3: you know how so much?
4: Do you, do you know how much OT that kid had to work to pay <laughs> Oh <laughs> my no, I know.
1: God! So we have less than a minute to go. So uh, Jenny Feldy, you have a final thought on, on, on before we take our break?
3: I had a great time at WinterCon, and winter's ending. So cheers to more sunlight and the end of seasonal affective
1: disorder. Senior Correspondent Charlie Saladino, you have a final thought for us? Peace,
4: love, let's be nice to everybody and no war.
1: Is everybody. Cousin, Dominic, Diffman, you got a final thought? Uh, you get what you pay for
2: when it comes to page rates, but every once in a while you get lucky. Um,
1: I say, hmm. what six-year-old has $2,000 lying around to make a comic book? And <laughs> yes, we, We've learned something here, that if you are a six-year-old, save a couple of thousand dollars and make sure your parent knows some people to get the book made. So with that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yes. maybe
4: very quickly, maybe his mother has that app that he just chores around the house and she gives him money for it. Sure. Did you? See? <laughs> yeah.
1: So Yeah. That. Oh had
4: yeah.
3: Chores. Remember chores. I remember that. Yeah. All
1: maybe right. That, fine. Oh, so- honey,
3: you,
4: honey, you wash the car. That's $8,000 for you. <sighs>
1: Yeah. So with that, we're going to take it
3: open.
1: <laughs> we'll be right back with
3: the from the Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at com. My neural net processor is linked to sci Radio sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Now, back to our show.
6: Hey, this is Jay Burden-Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about the Seven Deadly Sins, or Seven, yeah. the wait, mo- Seven. The yes. movie seven. <laughs> seven,
5: yes, and the Seven Deadly Sins, yes, <laughs> that is true. And who does it star? Fred Pitt. <laughs> yes, one of your favorites, Brad Pitt and, and
6: Morgan Freeman.
5: That's right, Morgan Freeman, and actually Gwyneth Paltrow too, who used to date Brad Pitt. Who's that? That was the oh, girl the, in the movie.
6: Wait, is that the the wife?
5: girlfriend? Yeah, the wife.
6: They yeah. wait. They actually dated. Yeah, they did. Oh, nice.
5: Yes, they did. You know? Did you like uh, the film?
6: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All right. That was
6: defi- That's definitely in my. Uh, I think that might be my favorite movie right now
5: really yeah it it, it
6: was so good
5: it's better than the truman show yeah really yeah oh okay so see
6: the truman show isn't in my top five that's just one that's always stuck in my mind and i've never had to rewatch because i remember it so vividly because of how great it was that's gonna be like what seven was except that's in my top
5: (laughs) it's in your top five (laughs) yeah because
6: it's so good
5: all right okay so what'd you um what'd you like about it
6: um, well, I just love the plot twist. I mean, I'm very into mystery movies and just, like, movies with a twist. So, the fact that it had that and I was just, like, speechless. Like, I've never watched a movie and then just been speechless because I have no idea what to feel or what to think. Because it, it's just so good of a movie.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it that much. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Um How, um... So did you like all the rainy I mean the whole weather pattern in the movie? I know the movies? weather was
6: always like so dark and dull and it's just Yeah,
5: it was just a ton of rain, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was Except terrible.
6: Somewhat towards the end. The end that's when it was like sunnier.
5: Oh right, towards the end yeah. there was actually otherwise... no rain. Yeah. <laughs> the big reveal, it was kind of like you were in this kind of world of rain until the, the... big
6: part. Right, the big reveal <laughs>
5: and the last like 20 minutes of the movie. Right, yeah. Most people have seen this film, I think, from you know back in the day, but your generation (laughs) probably has not. You know,
6: I certainly haven't, and it's amazing.
5: Oh, good. I'm glad you really liked it. What was Mm -hmm. um? So this was also made by uh, David Fincher. I don't know who that. Who you don't know who that is, right? (laughs) He's done a lot of dark films. He did that movie, The Game, with Michael Douglas. Do you remember that one? I don't think so. That had um, it was this rich guy who was in a real life game. Oh yeah, do you remember that one? Yeah,
6: Seven's way better.
5: Oh, okay, <laughs> Seven's way better. All right, okay, that's so funny. All right, where uh, so when we were when you were watching the movie, like how into this were you? Like, did you have to watch? Did you feel like you needed to watch it again? Do you want to watch it again? I
6: want to watch it again because now, like looking back at it, there are so many little details that I must have missed watching the first time. And it's just like, yeah, amazing,
5: did we say what the deadly sins were? I don't remember, no,
6: <laughs> okay, uh, they're lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, and envy,
5: very good. It's almost like you didn't look at a phone to figure that one out,
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> all
5: right, okay, very cool. What was the um, what do you I guess we have a whole bunch of other movies that are. In that genre that I want you to watch, I think you'll probably like them. I think, well.
6: Like, Shutter Island was one that was like that, except, well, obviously, Seven is a lot better.
5: But, yeah, you know. But, like, well, this is a serial killer movie, and I normally don't like serial killer films. But this one was actually, you know, pretty awesome.
6: It had Kevin Spacey in it. How is it not going to be good? He's the villain. You just
5: spoiled it for everybody.
6: You're welcome. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I would say spoiler sorry, alert, but sorry. you already did that. That's uh, too Spoiler funny.
6: alert, late. <laughs> late
5: spoiler <laughs> alert, exactly. So, so you'd recommend this movie?
6: Definitely, definitely.
5: Um, is this so? Is this the best Brad Pitt film you've ever seen? Oh yeah, really? One
6: hundred percent. This is the best one.
5: Okay, okay. Um, he was saying actually that the number one quote. When people on the street say something to him, they go, what's in the box? What's in the box? Because <laughs> all, all the movies he's done over the years. That's, no, that's
6: the, I mean, it makes sense. That's like the most insanely amazing film.
5: So did you feel bad for the girlfriend? The wife?
6: Uh, I, well, yeah. But mm-hmm. I felt so bad for Brad Pitt's character because he found that out. Didn't know she was, spoiler alert, pregnant. Mm-hmm. And still and, yeah. yeah and i was like no
5: all right okay well
6: <laughs> it's uh it's like crazy thinking about it still
5: well keep on thinking and you guys <laughs> do too hopefully you've seen it or we'll watch see
6: it, it if you haven't sorry for the spoiler <laughs> but yeah that's watch it.
5: it all right
6: all right stay safe stay healthy and stay connected
5: bye
3: Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino
4: from It Came From The Radio. I'm here with Sophia. You're going to have to help me on the listening. Sophia Guchanoff. Oh, my God, yeah. That was easy enough. So, anyway, Sophia is very beautiful. She's an actress uh, in this movie that uh, premiered tonight called The One. She did a great job. And uh, tell me how it was to be in this incredible movie.
0: Sure. Thank you so much for those kind words. It was great. We filmed it in 2019, and we filmed it on a plane, which was really cool. I played the flight attendant, a nice, sassy role, and I was in two scenes. It was a really fun time auditioning, getting to know the actor. I happen to know one of the actors, and it's great tonight to see everybody again. I haven't seen them in literally like two years. Um, it, was, it was a great experience, it was very smooth. Uh, I liked the script, and um, I got to wear a fun flight attendant outfit.
4: I loved the whole movie You were the perfect flight attendant Uh I'm not saying that because you're here But it was just like Everybody was perfect in their roles And uh, what um, Have you been in any other films That people could see?
0: Yeah, of course I'm currently in a few commercials right now I'm in a Walmart commercial I'm in a Minute Maid commercial uh, And I'm in a Nathan's Hot Dog commercial That just came out this past summer I'm currently in a Marvel production for voiceover, actually um, playing a few different roles an audiobook book um, with Method Man and Anna-Sophia Robb. And I'm currently a resident artist at La Mama Experimental Theater Club. I'm creating my own one-woman show. And I'll be doing some poetry at a different show at La Mama next month on the 5th of April. Um, films, I'm in a few films, short films. This is my first feature film. So it's been very special. Yes. So
4: now... If people want to see how beautiful you are and uh, where to get in touch with you and all that, just throw out your social media.
0: Sure. So my name is Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A, Guchinov G-U-T-C-H-I-N-O-V, like gut, chin, O-V, and my uh, website is sofiaguchinoff.com and my Instagram is at sofiaguchinoff and I'm on LinkedIn and YouTube and TikTok and all those things but if you are not have social media I have the website and I'm on YouTube
4: Beautiful. Sophia, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us You're a very beautiful young lady and you need to see her work in this film It's, it's amazing and uh, just check her out on, uh, on her social media and once again, thank you so much
0: Thank you so much. I love this radio show.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This is Joel Saladino from It Came From The Radio. Back to you, Mark. Ever wanted to enter the world of
2: comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the comic book school may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards.
3: Now, back to our show.
4: Hey, this is Charlie Saladino, senior correspondent from It Came From The Radio. I'm here at the Indie Art Show, and I'm here with my favorite co-host. Elman. Oh, man. And I stopped at this table that's very interesting, Ray 8 Band, and we're going to talk to the people involved here. Tell us your names, guys. I'm Raymond.
6: And I'm Gabby.
7: I create a lot of uh, 8-Bit artwork using perler beads... Um, I incorporate them into earrings and keychains and just a lot of uh, wall art. I also do some decals and I have a bunch of collectibles as well.
8: What's your favorite theme or character to do right now?
7: I think a lot of Pokemon. They sell really well. It is my favorite. I like Pokemon as well. Um, But I try to dabble in a bunch of other different um, worlds as well just to keep an open mind. Did you hear about
8: those cops in L.A. that were following the Pokemon instead of the robbers?
7: No, I haven't. So, listen to me.
4: What are you guys now? Is this the first time you're out in art show? Um, I've been to, like, a bunch
7: of other conventions.
4: Now, how how are you doing at this convention?
7: It's pretty well. It's a lot of fun. Um like to show off my work and all my collectibles as well
6: and there are a lot of people having fun at the brewery and it seems like a great popping time over here
4: yeah and i'm sure you know i'm sure the brewery helps out a lot but uh where can people uh, find you
7: i'm on instagram on uh ray 8 bit
4: and is that it that's your only social media where we could see this right
7: yeah yeah it's my only social
8: Thank you so much. Okay, guys, thank
4: you so much for taking time and talking to us. This is Senior Correspondent Charlie Saladino.
8: With Elman. See you later. Back to you, Mark. Hey, guys, this is Christy from Custom
6: Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy INC K R I S T Y. Text me at 631 606
3: 8166. Now, back to our show.
8: Hello, radio heads. this is L-Man, and we're here with Shadow Rabbit Art, and...
4: Hey, this is senior correspondent Charlie Saladino, and as we know, Shadow Rabbit is a great friend of our show, he's a Patreon, and we're excited to
7: see him here. Shadow, how the hell are you? Hey, man, it's good to see you guys in person again. I'm alright, you know? For the end of the world, what can you say? This reminds me
8: of the MTV, the Claymation, what was that, Celebrity Deathmatch? That's what this stuff reminds me of, and I love that. Well,
7: th- well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. I enjoy that show quite a bit.
8: Have you ever thought of taking your characters and maybe doing some type of death match or love match with them? That could be pretty cool.
7: A love match, you say? I
8: don't know. It doesn't have to be death match. Let's make love not war. You know. That's uh,
7: that's a nice sentiment. Um, I don't. I ain't got time for that. But I would love if someone else wanted to.
8: All right. You know what? Maybe. Maybe. My uncle actually took a lot of live figures, and he made a very cool video with just live figures. Yours are way cooler, so
3: maybe,
7: okay, maybe that'll happen. Let's see. Yeah, ab- absolutely, You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just thrilled anybody likes my art right now and uh, makes me happy to get to do it. So whatever, whatever you want to come up with, man, I'll make something work. So
8: I see you're sculpting with your nails and your fingers, which I used to do, um, and what
7: materials are you using? Uh right, right here I'm sculpting with wax. This is um my own uh concoction of it so I get the right consistency and colors that I like. Um and these ones I can do really quick on the spot. This is this is my hook, you know, at the shows is I, I can, you know, do these quick little caricatures of superheroes or of your dog or whatever. And hopefully bring people over here and be like, Hey, you know, I can also make big stuff, you know, really customize anything you want. Characters from shows. Your own personal stuff. I've been doing a lot of kickstarters for people, like with their own, you know, characters. So, how
8: much would one of these cost? Let's say I want to get one of my mom's face or my face. Uh, how much would it cost?
7: Well, I mean, I am susceptible. <laughs> I'm susceptible to flattery. So I, I make them. I, I I'll work with you, man. We'll we'll make it work on Our your. budget.
8: just deserve to get paid. So like, let's give us a ballpark range. Let's say someone listening wants a custom, their entire family done, face by face. A ballpark, ballpark, eight thousand. Nah, I mean,
7: look, man. The more you want to put into it, the better quality I'm going to be able to do because I really, I I really try to put the majority of the money into the materials, you know, and the time, and and just everything that I do with the sculpture. I mean. If you want the mountain for a molehill and all that, I mean, I'll try to work with you as best I can. I, basically, as long as, as long as we both get something that we're happy with, then I'm happy. Because I'm not going to sculpt anything for someone that I wouldn't be proud to have my name on, you know. So we'll work with you, man. You got $8,000. bucks. i will make you something worth 8000 bucks, And hopefully you feel worth uh, a lot more. Very nice.
4: Shadow, you never cease to amaze me. You are the best of the best at what you do. And I am just totally impressed with your
7: card holder today. Yeah.
4: Explain that.
7: Thank you. That, um, that was supposed to be a knife holder. It's a Deadpool head that I, uh, I was making before I started doing shows. And, uh, instead of, uh, putting kitchenware in it, I thought it looked good as a, uh, as a card dispenser, you know?
8: He's making figurines. He's making card holders, knife holders, maybe kitchen fork holders. Uh, maybe for my gym, uh, a weight holder. Maybe um, a whip holder. If you're into that type of thing, uh, am I going to get banned from the show?
7: Hey man, I I got no problem with anything. If it's weird, it might cost a little extra. But hey, I'm I'm not shy. Sure. I'll make anything for anybody. I think,
4: Jen, the perfect thing to Shadow Rabbit to do for you is make something you could display on your fireside insanity chats.
8: Ooh, yeah. I would like a big tooth maybe or a water pick or or like my face like on a tooth or I, I don't know. I'll have to think about it, but that would be really cool to put over my fireplace on the mantle. So you got me thinking.
7: Hey, we're all mad down here. I'd have fun making anything.
8: All right. So thank you so much for the interview. Any final thoughts?
7: Be kind to yourselves and to one another.
8: I'm kind to other people, but not to myself lately, so good, good.
7: Back to you, Mark.
9: Ciao. If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla!
3: Now, back to our show.
4: This is senior correspondent Charlie Saladino from came from the radio. We're here at the amazing indie odd show. And I'm here with my multi-talented and beautiful co-host. Oh, man. So we're here with Pete Vasquez of Fat Guy Inc. And we're they are, the showrunners, they are responsible for this extravaganza. So let's talk to Pete right now. Not to be confused
8: with the fat boys.
9: No, we're not a rap group from the 80s. We are Fat Guy Inc. We are an art studio from here on Long Island. Uh, yep, welcome everybody to the Great South Bay Brewery here in Bayshore. This is a great time. We're having a ball. We, we, Thanks to our buddy Patrick at Long Island Tropicon, and I can't give enough credit to him for helping us get with the venue and get together and make this happen. Um, we, we've changed our kind of theme for it, but we still kept within. This is a local show. We're about local Long Island artists at a local Long Island venue for everybody out here on the island to have a good time. Uh, our events are always free. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. There's a couple of dogs right in front of me because this venue is dog friendly. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, we're trying to bring, about, we brought about 12 to 15 local artists, some that you've never seen before. A lot of underground artists that you wouldn't see at all the bigger shows because our show is really small and it's a lot of fun. You come here, you have a beer, you have a drink, you see a lot of cool artists, you see a lot of cool different things. Crafts people like, uh, like uh, Shadow, the Shadow Rabbit, which you guys are familiar with. Amanda Cantz doing all sorts of great jewelry and stuff. And of course. Out here in the warehouse, you got Fat Guy Ink, And we're doing our thing, paintings, drawings, prints, the whole nine yards. But the idea is for everybody to come down. And we're trying, really the goal for this is for us to build our local Long Island art community. We're working with the show like Tropicon. We work with our friends at EternalCon and WinterCon. We work with our friends at the Cradle of Aviation for CradleCon to all not just put on our own events but to put on all our events so that we can all help each other and support each other so we can grow the long island scene and that's what we're about growing our scene so everybody can see that long island artists are a force to be reckoned with and Fat i ain't wants to champion that
0: now
8: you work with your friends how about working with bill gates and dr fauci you work with them
9: uh no one who's famous is allowed to have a table at this show. The, the tagline for this show is Jim Lee could show up, but he could have a beer. He can't have a table. This is all about local underground guys. So anybody, anybody with any kind of presence like that, now nah, you can come in and have a beer, but sorry, you can't, uh, you can't have a table. So. so
8: I just came from shooting a movie. Should I leave?
9: Hey, did you win an Oscar yet? No. Then you're good. Okay. Then you're good. And when you win the Oscar? No, I won't. Okay, well, then you're good.
4: All right. Hey, by the way, thing that impressed me about this uh the thing that impressed me about this uh con here is that no, we're not a con. well uh you the archo is that all the local talent who usually is around the other things are coming in to visit and they're all friends and they're all supporting and i like that the
9: the that, that's one of the big things for us that's kind of the main thing for us um You hear, like, if you, if you're a fan of surfing or Dogtown or stuff like that, you'll hear locals only. Well, that's kind of what we're going for. We are the local show. We want not just people who are here selling, but we want everybody to come down, have a good time, kind of get together, network, chit chat, have fun, have a good time, and just enjoy each other's company because that's how we grow our local scene. Like you can go to the city and there's a scene there. You can go to Boston and there's a scene there. We want to grow the local Long Island scene. And this is our way of doing our, our part.
8: And you're doing it. Props, respect. Any final words?
9: Uh, folks just keep an eye out. You know the Instagram, Fat Guy Inc. two thousand fourteen. Check us out there. You're gonna see us. We're always gonna be putting stuff out there for you. And if you wanna see like a lot of live drawing and things like that, you can go to my Twitch account. That's P E A T one one seven one seven. Twitch is free, but I'd love to subscribe. But um look, we're all about the local scene. We're all about promoting other artists and helping each other grow. We're all about Helping Long Island grow and become a force in the art scene. Look, I started from doing graffiti and underground shows, and here we are doing this. And, look, we've done New York Comic Con. We've done this. I've done the C2E2, but we're home right here. Like, we're home. I live a couple blocks away. This is home, and this is what we're all about.
8: This is home, and this has been a Came From the Radio with L-Man.
4: And this is senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. Back to you, Ma
9: mike kingston the writer and creator of headlocked and i am wwe hall of famer jerry the king lawler and guess what you're listening to you're
7: listening to it
1: came from the radio now back to our show so that about does it for this week on the came from the radio join us right here any week on this radio station if you miss any part of this show tough go to our newly revised website www.itcamefromradio.com the archives will be up in a week or so check us out on such places as btd.radio sci-fi.radio com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the
3: cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or
1: just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week.
0: You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.